This is the inaugural Sports Throne podcast, episode one, the first one ever after several years of trying <laughs> to make this happen. <laughs> um, my name is Brandon, also known as BZAP, and we have here Ryan. He is also known as Sports Guy, Rye Guy, I believe. That's me. Yep. That's <laughs> and me. we have Chris. Chris, also known as Calzone. So here we are, inaugural Sports Throne episode. Um, Amazing. What we're going to talk about today? We have sports. It's definitely some sports. <laughs> we have some MLB trying to start a season and what's going on with that, and we'll uh, we'll give our takes on that as well as some NBA predictions. Go over some NHL, excuse me, NFL news, maybe some NHL news. And definitely some college uh, football and college sports news as well. And maybe even some uh, English Premier League with our buddy Chris over here. Sounds so, fantastic. let's do this. Um, so, baseball, where are we at here? Well, I'm going <laughs> to say that we are in uh, probably the worst teledrama I've ever seen uh, on American soil. Um, <laughs> baseball is my favorite sport in the world. The Mets are my favorite team in the world. And ever since this Corona pandemic happened, you know, it's canceled all things sports, mm-hmm. live sports has put everything, you know, on hold. And baseball to me was the one sport that I thought really wouldn't, be too hard hit by it and i was so horrifically wrong about that because i forgot that baseball owners are the worst in all of sports and i forgot that baseball (laughs) players are some of the greediest in all of sports and now we have come to this just i i i feel like i'm just losing brain cells every day reading the owners have a new proposition. The players reject. The players have a new re- proposition. Yes. The owners reject. And we're finally at a point where yesterday comes and John Heyman proclaims the <laughs> players uh, are, you know, the owners have agreed to a new deal that gives them fully prorated salaries with 60 games and. You know, they respond to the whole when and where sentiment by the players. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the owners finally were like, we're going to give you what you want. Fully prorated salaries. Not 50 games like the mandated one that Rob Manfred says he's going to do. It doesn't oh, yeah. happen. But we're going to give you 60 games and just hope for the best. And all day yesterday, all I was thinking in my head was, we're finally going to have it. This is it. I'm ready. I'm all in. And then wake up today the players now respond with a 70 game uh counter offer and the owners are furious and it's just it's, yep. it's a never-ending cycle it's sad it, it this is the reason why baseball is declining in ratings it's just the owners are so greedy the players just hate how the owners you know work and it you know, it, it just makes me wonder, like, are they just going to blow the whole thing up, you know, a couple of years from now when they have to come to a new agreement? And it's it, this none of this is helping that future. Right. Where they have to come to a new CBA. And, you know, I, I can only I can only imagine, you know, what it's going to be like next year or the year after that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what your guys thoughts are. Yeah, and even, uh, you know, even looking at it now, it's uh, almost like looking back at 1994 when they had the strike and uh, a lot of the, they lost a lot of fans just because they thought the owners were too greedy. The players, you know, they want their money. They're, it's just it's a it's just a moneymaker for everyone. Um, and it's almost like the passion and love of the game has been lost. And it almost looks like that's kind of where we are now. Um, really sucks for us uh you know, longtime fans and everything, but what are we going to do? We're just hoping for a season at this point. Um, and it's really too bad because you thought we could have been into spring training a couple of weeks or, you know, the second spring training at this point, but here we are still negotiating. 
Yeah, spring training was supposed to begin, I think, <laughs> four or three days ago. That was the that was the day yeah, 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 wanted, yeah. and then they were going to start Fourth of July weekend, and now we are here, and nothing seems like it's on the radar. Right. But you know, let's try to move on from the doom and gloom because I do. There's still a part of me that thinks they're going to come to an agreement, whether it be 60 games, 65 games. I feel like they got to come to some sort of an agreement and it's going to happen. But let's now kind of break down what this proposed deal would entail, because I think this is probably the best deal that, you know, would have come out of this. So we, we can get right into it. So 60 60 game season, 60 to 70 game season. Yep, 60 or 70. I think I think you can you will be able to figure out who the best teams are in that time. Not ideal, but I think after 60 to 70 games, we'll have an idea of who the best teams are. I, and it also sounds like they're going to expand the playoffs too. It sounds like maybe even well, eight, eight teams per league. Eight team playoffs. I personally don't think 60 games is enough to really tell because that's true. When you look at the Washington Nationals last year, yeah, I believe they were 19 and 31 at one point in the year, and then boom, went on this fantastic run and won the World Series, breaking my heart. But I feel like. (laughs) You know, 60 games, that puts the pressure on managers. It puts the pressure on teams. It puts the pressure on players. You know, yeah. anyone who is a rookie manager is probably going to struggle. Anyone who is a seasoned manager is probably going to take every game a little bit more seriously. And, you know, there's not going to be that game where it's like, ah, we didn't win the series, but, you know, we won two games out of it. It's, it's almost like you have to sweep if it's like a divisional rival. If it's someone, and I don't even know if they're going to be playing out of their divisions i'm pretty sure if they set it up in this way you're essentially just playing your division at this point yeah i'm not sure what the schedule is going to be yet every game is going to be important right yeah i was literally just thinking that every single game it's it's almost like a like nfl season but for baseball yeah like Every game matters. Like, I just feel like the strategy of the game and everything, like even how pitchers are used, how the lineup is used, it's going to feel like the play. It's going to feel like playoffs the whole season. And speaking of playoffs, so eight teams per league are in the playoffs. I, I agree with it for this season. It makes sense. You have to expand the playoffs, but the deal also includes 2021 season. Oh, because it might be shortened or no? I don't know. I don't know if it, I still think it's going to be a hundred sixty-two <laughs> season. This? And the problem that I have with that is you play a hundred sixty-two games to really define who's the best right, player right. or who's the best team in the series. You you play hundred sixty-two games for a reason. It's not like you just play exactly. hundred sixty-two games to you know goof around and whatnot. You're playing hundred sixty-two games because you want to be consistent throughout the whole year right. and actually prove yourself to be in the playoffs, you know, win the division, get, get to the game. You want, you know, you want the best seed. So you have, you know, home field advantage throughout the playoffs. You play 162 games to get to that. And if you're allowing yeah. eight teams per league into that, it kind of feels a little like, eh, you know what, if we don't get in, uh, if we don't win the division, we have yeah, yeah. seven, you still have a chance. We have, yeah. You know, five other chances to get in. And I, I right. I'm a classic baseball esque kind of guy. <laughs> I'm not a I'm not too fond of that, you know, because then you're gonna have a lot of teams that are below five hundred or like sub five hundred close to it that are getting in. I mean, I know there are teams yeah. that have done it. Look at the Cardinals from two thousand six and look at, you know, <laughs> the Padres from 2004, they won the division with 82 wins and they made a playoff (laughs) push. So like, I understand that teams have done it in the past, but when you're letting in teams last year might be a little bit different because I'm pretty sure a lot of the teams that would have been let in were above 500, but 2018, an angels team that only won 77 games in the playoffs that, yeah, you see Mike Trout in the playoffs, but, did they really deserve to be in the playoffs? No. no, their pitching was awful, and they had almost no one, you know, really. 
And I just yeah, um, I I think the other thing that goes with that, even now with like having a second wild card, and you've seen it in the AL the past few years. You know, you have the you know whether it's the Yankees, the Red Sox, whoever, like ninety eight, one hundred wins, and their whole season comes down to one game. Yeah, and yeah, even then it's like. But then again, you know, it's so many teams win so many games now. You have, like, the 96, 97 win athletics that do still get a chance with that second wild card spot. So, um, but, you know, with that many teams, yeah, you're going to you're gonna get AL or NL have probably some teams with, you know, 80-something wins in the playoffs who really shouldn't be there. And it kind of reminds me of, like, the NBA um, in the sense that, like, well, baseball is – you know, anyone can win on any given day in the MLB. Yes. Well, or I should say in the NBA, it's a little bit different just because, you know, like the, the eight seed isn't going to beat the one seed. No. Like that, it's just not going to happen anymore. But in baseball, that can happen and, very, absolutely. very easily. Look at the Cardinals from 2006. Yeah. Look at the Washington Nationals. They went into LA and they knocked them out, who arguably was, in my opinion, the best exactly. baseball team in 2019. They beat exactly. them. Yeah, so literally anything that really makes the playoffs so wide open. So it almost helps, I feel like, but especially if you have only sixty or seventy games. At the same time, I mean, we're just gonna have to see how it plays out, really. Absolutely. And just yeah, we don't, you know, we we we've never experienced this before, so and then we'll have to see what happens. The final note about the MLB and what this new proposed deal has is a universal DH for both leagues. Yes. I would I would like to know what your guys' <laughs> thoughts are on this because I you probably already know mine as a National League fan, but Right, right. Whatever. So yeah, as uh as we now know here, Ryan is a very passionate <laughs> Mets fan. Um while myself and Chris are Yankees fans. So yes, sir. um <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm kind of indifferent about it. I, I mean, I've been a fan of the American league really with the Yankees my whole life. So never really had to deal with that until like a world series game or of course, interleague games on the road. Um, but I mean, it's, it's just kind of something that we've always known, like having the pitchers bat in the NL and just changing something that significant in the game. I don't know how I'm going to feel about that. Kind of like even with like a couple years ago, they got rid of the intentional walk, right? Where, you know, you just signal and they go to first. It's kind of the same idea. Mm -hmm. Now, even on a bigger scale, you know, you have just a DH. I mean, I 100% think it's going to help NL teams because they have one extra slugger in their lineup. But otherwise, it's just, you know, it's it changes the strategy. You know, um, NL teams, they would use their pitcher to bunt runners over. or You know, it just it really changes the whole thing. So. You know, we'll have to see how that plan yeah. pans out as well. Chris, do you have any thoughts? I just had one thing to say about, like, the whole playoff thing. Like, if the season's, like, 60 or 70 games and, like, eight playoff teams per league, like, no matter how you, like, whoever the winner is, there's always going to be, like, an asterisk over the title. Like, people are going to say, like, yeah. oh, it doesn't matter. You won. It was, like, different, you know? You really believe – here's here's my thing. I don't I don't think – putting an asterisk on it is fair because right. only because every team is playing on the same level. And I do think by the time they're in the playoffs and they're winning a world series, it's going to feel like a world series in a way. Like everyone started from the same, you know, it, it's from the same It's from the same beginning all the way to the same finish line. Everyone has the same goal. You're all playing under the same rules. It's an odd, it's going to be an odd season. I'm not denying that. But I think by the time we come to October baseball and we're playing in it, you're going to see who the good teams are. I think you are going to mm-hmm. get it. Because if, look, if it's a Yankees, Astros, ALCS, and I don't know, like a Mets, Nationals, NLCS, or a Cardinals, Braves, NLCS, you're going to say to yourself, okay, these teams make sense that they're here and now they're playing against each other with their pitchers fully pitching, you know, like eight, you know, seven to eight innings. Their bats are hot. They're doing well. And I feel like it definitely will feel like it's worth it at the end of the season. I think during the regular season, it's going to, 
like you know MVP, um, right, Cy yeah. Young, Rookie of the Year, stuff like that is definitely gonna I feel have an asterisk over it because those are things that you only have determined in sixty games out of one hundred and sixty two, whereas you're crowning a national you know a World Series champion who like every other team all 29 other teams started from the same sets and everything like that and comes to this you know championship so i i don't know if i would put an asterisk over the 2020 world series but it would i would it's hard to say because i know it's, it's going to get some attention it's gonna get on whoever wins i'll put an asterisk over it if the astros win it and that's it all right fair <laughs> enough yep <laughs> I'm cool with that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, I know DH makes sense, especially for this season, but now for next season. And I know it's probably, and probably be, just indefinitely. It, it It's going to probably, yeah, it's, it's going to just happen for the rest of baseball now. It's over. The DH is dead. Noah Syndergaard was the last pitcher on the Mets to hit a baseball. And <laughs> that depresses me. That makes me a little upset because I have witnessed so many pitchers over the years hit absolute mammoth bombs. Uh, DeGrom literally scoring his only run of the game. Yeah, it's, it's almost like it's fun. It's to fun. Watch it is fun. Bat. When I went to Nationals Park last year and watched, um, I, I'm pretty sure it was either Max Scherzer or... Um, who else was pitching at that time? I'm trying to think. Give me some names. I need some names real quick. Uh, Who they just signed? Starters, relievers. Starters, starters. Uh, you got Scherzer. You got Strasburg. Strasburg. You got Corbin. I saw Strasburg smash a double like <laughs> right, right yeah, through the hitter. idiot Marlins, and I was like, "This is great. <laughs> this is why the National League is the best league. Like, we have pitchers that can rake, and we don't cheat." So I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, um, I actually I saw a uh, a tidbit today that said the uh, the last pitcher at bat that we might have ever seen was Garrett Cole. Oh wow! Uh, he was the last pitcher to bat um, in 2019 in Game Seven, I guess. No, it had um, to have been Game. No, five. no, not Game Seven. Well, the last game at yeah, Game, game five, five of sorry, the World Series at Nationals Park. That's crazy. Um, yeah, yeah, and that might be the last pitcher to ever bat oh. in Major League Baseball. <laughs> yep, yep. Bad. Top of the seventh, Garrett Cole struck out versus Sean Doolittle in Game Five. That might have been the last pitcher at bat in MLB history. Wait, Garrett Cole struck him out, or Garrett Cole was at bat? No, Garrett Cole was batting, and Sean Doolittle struck him oh, out. Oh, <laughs> wow. Which is just like, in terms of the legacy of pitchers batting, is like the worst. Very yeah. cold was the last. Ugh, I'm disgusted by that <laughs> alone. But yeah, um, but I mean, yeah, for the Mets, you know, you got you got a lot of heavy hitters in there um, that don't really have spots in the field right now. That's you know, Cespedes if he ever comes back, Dom Smith, you know, that's that's gonna help them. I understand, but that that's short term good thing. <laughs> that's true. I'm talking about long term. You know, like do I think I don't want to bring Johannes Cespedes back next year? No, I want, yeah, I want him yeah. gone. I I'm mean, sick he's of him. he's just a he's a liability. Yeah, Dom, Dom Smith is great. GD Davis is great. I'm I'm glad you know we decided to keep them and didn't trade them. Uh-huh. But long term, you know, I I'm I, you know five or ten years from now when. I have a family or something like that. And my kid is like, Oh, dad, oh, wow. like, why doesn't, you know, uh, why do they, they used to hit. That's so weird. I think it's tears. It's probably come down my face and I'll be like, yeah, they did hit. And it was great. <laughs> and I'll never experience yeah. that. It, it, it is kind of sad. Just growing up. See, even like with the Yankees, when they, you know, when they went to NL parks and the batters had to hit, it was hilarious. Dude. Watching CC Sabathia completely mm-hmm. like botch a swing is the funniest oh, thing yeah. in the world. He actually he hit a home run, I think, with the Brewers. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he has one career home run. Um, but yeah, even um in the tw- 2009 World Series, Andy Pettit hit like a clutch RBI double, which like helped them win a game. Like 
you know, it's just crazy shit like that. You know, you never know. You never know. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll see what happens we'll with see. baseball. We'll see. Um, you know, the players aren't happy right now with the no. ownership. <laughs> they're making that very clear it's on just social media tweet after tweet, <laughs> and they're not afraid to show their opinions. No, they're not. Um, but so we will see what happens with that. I have a feeling we're going to get a deal soon, maybe in the next week or so. I hope it has to be in the next week. If they don't have, it a feels deal, like it's coming soon. If they don't have a deal by the end of the week, but like, that's the thing we keep saying they have to have a deal by the end of the week. And then another week happens and there's no deal. Yeah. So we thought this was going to happen in like April. It has to happen sooner than later. We're running out of time. Time is a VS. Because we can't play into the winter. No, no. I do not want to see <laughs> I do not want to see November 15th baseball. <laughs> no, no. Unless it's but then yeah, they're gonna put neutral sites in like San Diego and LA. <laughs> I mean, I'm not opposed to that, but it kind of kills the spirit <laughs> of the world. Yeah, no, it really would. But we will see what happens with that. Um, so Let's move on to the National Basketball Association here. So we do have confirmation. There really sounds like they're going to do this Orlando thing. I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> but they have they have restrictions in place. It sounds like uh, they're going to finish off the regular season. And we're going to have 13 – or what is it? 13 teams from the Western Conference, nine teams from the Eastern Conference yes. still alive right now. And they're basically just going to live the life at Disney World and play some games. So what do we think of this? I'll let uh, Calzone go first. You know, the best part about it was when they said they could bring their own home courts to the arena. <laughs> Like that, I think. Yeah, that 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 will keep like a like kind of like a home team advantage thing. Like, there's gonna be no fans, so like. But that's the thing with sports in general. Like sports that are like continuing now, there's no really like true home team advantage. Yeah, because there's no yeah. fans. I bet they're gonna like pump in crowd noise and. No, I was, like no, that, I, was but... I was watching soccer yesterday, and they were they, like the television, like like not not at the stadium, but like the broadcasters are putting crowd noises in. Yeah, I, yeah, I thought yeah. I thought it was really great, but uh, yeah, no, it'll it'll be interesting for sure, especially in a small, empty arena in Disney World. Um, and the one funny thing that is involved in this whole plan to return is that other players are allowed to really t- attend any games they want. Oh yeah, so. How the hell is that going to happen? We're going to have Joel Embiid in the stands heckling or Jimmy Butler out there. Like, it, I have a, I don't even know what's going to happen, but that would be pretty funny. Yeah. If, you know, we got, we got some of that going on. I think what was funny in the like 113 page rule or set book of what's yeah. going on, there is a hotline for players to call yeah. if they see other players doing things that they aren't supposed to be doing. And <laughs> it's essentially just a snitch hotline because it's anonymous and you'd be like, yeah, yeah. I don't want to be called out by my team, but they've been doing this stuff. And I, I think that is the funniest thing ever. And I, I would genuinely love yeah. to know what players use it, what players are, you know, like caught breaking the rules doing it um you know the the thing that i still don't know how the heck they're gonna do with this bubble is this is apparently a concern that the players have had is the players are being told that they are staying there they're not allowed to leave and that they're there until they're eliminated but at the same time these disney employees are able to just go go back to their homes and then come back Mm -hmm. to me that that's like the biggest red flag of this all is like it's either the nba players stay and also these disney employees stay and they all stay there for what the next three months i'm guessing yeah and also too uh, you know it apparently there's still you know concerns about you know 
oh, are we really going to be safe? You know, mm-hmm. and now I guess Kyrie Irving is launching this whole, you know, plan against coming yeah, back. Yeah. We'll get into he wants that. Wants to start here. his own league, which look, I don't know much about Kyrie Irving other than it just seems like everywhere he goes, he becomes just a total head case for the fans yeah. that <laughs> are, you know, just rooting for their team and he just happens to be on it. But I, uh, you know, I, I hope this NBA plan comes to fruition because look, I, I'm not a big mm-hmm. NBA guy. If my Knicks are terrible, which they most <laughs> of the time are, I, I tend to not really care until the playoffs happen. But I'm genuinely intrigued by this plan only because, one, it's sports coming back and I'm dying for sports. And two, I think it's going to be really fun to see 22 teams just go at it. And, you know, they're they're playing for seeding who they're playing first mm-hmm. in a couple rounds, like eight, eight regular season games, quote unquote, to decide seeding and what have you. And then kind of like what Chris mentioned with, they're able to bring their home courts and just lay out a Lakers, you know, <laughs> court in the middle of Disney. And that to me, that that just sounds so exciting. And I, I, I really want to see what it's like. And, you know, with fans, I know a lot of stations are, you know, pumping in crowd noises and broadcasting mm-hmm. doing stuff like that. I'm very certain I saw something somewhere that they're, looking into technology where they're digitally placing in fans like CGI, CGIing (laughs) fans into the stands to make it look more like just so it's not like completely empty and they're going to pump in crowd noises. To me, I think that's super gimmicky, but you know what? If you barely even notice that they're CGI, who the hell cares? You know, and anything to make anything to make the TV, you know, broadcast just look a a little bit better, I guess, because you know you're not gonna have the players mic'd up because they're probably gonna be swearing the whole time, and it's <laughs> it's not a good idea. So I I think it's probably a good idea of you know pumping in the crowd noise. I don't think CGI fans is the way they're gonna go because I think that's really <laughs> corny, but yeah. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, we're going to do CGI fans. But I think yeah. I think the NBA coming back of all the leagues right now is probably the most on pace to actually happen in a way. Yes. I mean, aside, I know the NHL, too, which we'll get to, is also essentially doing the same thing that the NBA is doing. But I feel like the NBA is the one where it's like they have a plan. They have a set destination. They seem like they're on path aside from maybe the little bumps in the road from some players or uh, groups of players, they're on path to really uh, get this thing going. And I'm, I'm very intrigued by how they go about this. So we'll see. I, I just have one question. Yeah. So like, there's 13 West teams and nine East teams. Is it still going to be eight from each league or like each uh, division? I don't think so. I'm pretty so, like, sure. Um, so there could be like 12 so- Western teams or like – no, no, no. So essentially, it, they basically invited back the teams that are still like in playoff contention. I think so. It's just a lot closer in the West. Oh, so they're just gonna play it out in the East, but without. Yeah, oh, okay. so they're. It's basically like if you still had a chance, we're gonna let you play for that chance to make the playoffs. Okay. And obviously, the East, you know, the you got your bottom feeders, and you got you know, it's not as competitive. But the West, you know, you got a lot of a lot of teams still alive. Yeah. Um, so I think that's how it's going to work here. Um, but yeah, no, it's going to be, it's going to be weird. Um, there's so much unknown, but definitely props to the NBA for like figuring this. I mean, like granted it was a lot easier because MLB has to figure out a whole season while the NBA and even hockey, you know, they're just like, how are we going to finish this off? Yeah. Um, you know, they don't have to do a salary as much and things like that, but Still, props to them for kind of, you know, finding a site, getting everything set. Um, you know, it sounds like these players are going to, you know, they have so much for them to do while they're there just because they can't leave and stuff, which is, you know, I don't know how much they're going to like that. They can't see their families. But, you know, a lot of guys, they just want to play. 
Um, we saw that from Austin Rivers. He's like, you know, some of us kind of need this money and, you know, we just want to go out and compete, which is uh, contrary to Kyrie Irving's opinion, yeah. which we'll kind of segue into here. Um, but, I mean, I think Kyrie Irving does make a good point. Him and uh, I believe Dwight Howard was kind of on that uh, that wagon as well. Um that, you know, this is going to be huge when it starts to return. And, you know, you're going to kind of see, like, this is going to be the distraction from all the – everything going on in the world right now, um, you know. And it's – they they see it more as, like, this is – the media can kind of just – you know, we have basketball now. Like, watch these guys play, you know. Let's – we don't have to talk about everything going on right now as much. Uh-huh. Um, but I do get to the point, like – even if you're playing, like, we can make sure that doesn't happen while, like, you know what I mean? Like, we need, like, this back. Like, it's, I, 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 I agree with his, kind of his point of view, but I also just disagree with, to the point where I don't want to play. Because it almost seems like he doesn't, you know what I mean? Like, it just, it, it seems, it, it, it seems like he just doesn't even want to play. Like, you know what I mean? If he really wanted to play, like, you can still, like, have this social reform while you're playing basketball. And like Austin Rivers said, these, you know, like, a lot of guys want to compete and they want to, you know, they, they need the money while Kyrie is a superstar and he's getting paid millions. Mm-hmm. But uh, I I just kind of see it as like, hey, let's let's do both at the same time. Um but that also kind of leads me to criticize Kyrie Irving because, like, does he ever actually want to play? You know, <laughs> we have we have this now. We had the whole, you know, the, the thing with LeBron way back with the Cavs, and he goes to the Celtics, and that didn't work out. You know, there there was issues there. Then now he's on the Nets. Okay, then he gets hurt. You know, he's the other. You know, even more with he's not coming back. And like he he's coming out with all this stuff, but he wasn't him and Kevin Durant aren't even gonna play. Like the Nets got invited back, I believe. Yes, they did. But yes, and they're they're not even gonna play. And he's trying to like, I I just I I agree with his you know where he's coming from, but at the same time, it's like all right, let's do this. Like we can you know we can still kind of you know keep everything going with you know, the social reform um, and still like protesting and things, um, which is very important, but let's, let's, you know, let, let's make this happen. And it just seems like, you know, he never actually wants to play. He just kind of likes to voice his opinion and be dramatic. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> well said. Shall we move on to NHL? Yes. Let's, uh, let's do that. Um, so the NHL, we it sounds like they're I mean definitely not as far along as the NBA at this point, nope. but it kind of sounds like they're doing something similar where they're gonna have some play-in games and then just kind of have your playoff teams and just run the playoffs from there. Um, I don't think they have specific dates at this point, but it looks like they have a kind of a bracket set up for that situation. Yeah, twenty-four um, teams. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of teams are still gonna get a shot here. Um, Not my obviously me, me and Chris are big Rangers fans. So it was kind of a bummer then right when they were getting hot and then they, uh, they suspended the season. So, um, we were definitely feeling this, but, uh, you know, it looks like they're still gonna have a shot if they are able to resume. I was going to say, have you, you guys they're are playing, playing, yeah. they're playing <laughs> Carolina. They're Carolina is beyond scared. Here's here. Like no, <laughs> no, Carolina proposed, like they were, the, they were one of the, there's two teams that didn't approve of the 2014 thing. It was Tampa Bay and Carolina Hurricanes. Carolina <laughs> Hurricanes is approved because they said, oh, we should like we should win Rangers should have to win four out of five games to move on, and we should only have to win two out of five games because they're a higher seed. And they're like, oh, what do we work for if we're grinded? They're scared. They're, they're <laughs> beyond scared. Because so, if the Rangers swept them in this like seat, like yeah. Like, Oh my god! And Brady Shea's there too. It's gonna be great to see him get smacked. <laughs> yeah, up. they um. So have they kind of came along with like a you know kind of like the NBA with a location so, or a deal or anything? So right now, they're still deciding on like two hub cities for each to play in, like one for the East, one for the West. Um, 
so far there's really no word on that. Yeah, because I know I I knew they were tossing around like the North Dakota thing. I don't think that's happening at this point. Um, but then I yeah I did hear that you know like Columbus was one of the cities and yeah what I'm, uh, what's going around is like there might be like a home team for each for one or both of them like you might be played like in Minnesota like Minnesota Wilds. Oh, okay. Like, mm-hmm. but there's no there's no really like definite thing right now they're i think they're pushing for like august to start playing i think they're starting to train now yeah 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 i did see the rangers were back at uh you know they were back on the ice and everything um so yeah that i mean that's really like just kind of wait and see what they're gonna do um it it, it is a little bit of a shame that you know basketball and hockey are gonna cut into next season too um but i mean what are you gonna do i guess you know they really want to kind of crown a champion for this season after you know they played so much yeah absolutely Let's I mean, offer, this is hank's last chance to get a cup yes, yes. <laughs> i mean the the i i really think the pushing back of both the nhl and nba seasons for next year though i think it might help the nba just a little bit more um, only because I, 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 this has been an opinion of mine for the longest time. I think the NBA should just start Christmas Day like every year. I've always felt that way. I felt like, you know, that's just the perfect time for them to start because not competing with like the middle of the NFL season, you're going to start competing a little bit more with the MLB in like March and April. But I guess, you know, well, they do that with playoffs anyway. Yeah, they do. But I, I don't so you're saying like they should go like every year should just like basically start like Christmas Day start and Christmas go Day, into the summer. Go in like deep into the summer, like go into August, and then you have you know September, October, November yeah. to like get free agency done, all this stuff. Right. It's then, like the fall turns into fall, this like off you know, season exactly. I think NHL is a little bit more complicated. I I do think keeping the NHL in November is probably a little bit better, but I just don't know how they're going to go about that if, you know, it's a completely shortened, you know, off season. Right. And that's what I was thinking too with, uh, you know, if they do NBA, NHL do come back and they, they, it's going to be for at least the teams that go deep in the playoffs, they're going to have one hell of a quick turnaround starting into next season. Mm Mm-hmm. No, 100%. I mean, essentially, we should be in, what, free agency right now for the NBA? Yeah. Um, June? Yeah, finals probably would have just finished up finals not too long ago. Finished up and, it, yeah. Draft. And, yeah, we would have been approaching free agency. It's just... And Olympics. We would have had, uh, you know, some – we would have had yeah, an Olympic team Olympics. ready to go. Crazy. Well, I don't really particularly care about these NHL playoffs, quote unquote, because my devils aren't in it as they shouldn't be. But oh, here's, you know, who's more pissed than Devils fans about it? The Who? Buffalo Sabers. Oh well, the There's Buffalo so, Sabers so are much, so much drama happening in the Buffalo Sabers organization right now. It's unreal. They fired 22 people in the staff. Because they missed the playoffs. I'm not even kidding. They fired their GM, their assistant GMs, director of like of amateur scouts. They fired ten Crazy. amateur scouts, a pro scout, and then their like head coaches and assistant coaches for the AHL. Unreal. It's really unreal. Yeah, like, they, it, they, they're it cleaning is, house. Fire, they're t- they t- Jack Eichel <laughs> is firing everybody. He's sick of it. <laughs> Buffalo fans. Sick of it. Yep, we uh, we we may even have a uh, a longtime Buffalo fan on our show um, one of these weeks here, and uh, we'll sure you'll get to listen to him rant. Oh my, oh, poor God. Anthony! <laughs> poor poor um, Anthony. Okay, so uh, we'll just kind of have to. I feel like see wait what happens with the NHL and then NBA. Of course, you know it sounds like this is going to happen. Um, but you know, we're just, you know, we're just going to see how it plays out. Um, so let's move on to a little bit of NFL news that we have here. Um, very recently, of how I believe this came out today that, uh, Jamal Adams 
safety New York Jets has officially requested a trade. Um, he's kind of had some contract woes for a while now. Um, you know, it just doesn't sound like a good situation whatsoever from what I've read. Um, but he might be out of the Meadowlands quite soon. What do we think of this? I'll let you guys go first. Honestly, not a big I, – I, I love the NFL. <laughs> I don't really know much about the players, but, you know, everyone knows Jamal Adams. Like, that's going to be a big loss for the Jets. Like, you know, last year, like, oh, you know, we're rebuilding a bit. They're, they did better. Yeah. They did better. Like, not as well as I expected they would, but they still – had like like a nice little what was yeah the they 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 have a you know it seems like they're they're going in the right direction I should say yeah they were but now with Jamal Adams leaving that's like yeah when your your star defensive player is you know he doesn't want to be there when they're not giving him the money he wants you know they have a problem um, I'm reading here um, that Adam Schefter was reporting that Jamal Adams has seven teams on his. Uh, kind of on his mind here that he would prefer to be traded to. Um, we have the Ravens, the Cowboys, the Texans, the Chiefs, the Eagles, the 49ers, and the Seahawks. Oh. So, so it's pretty standard of your, uh, your kind yeah. of, you know, your kind of uh, high, uh, you know, your, your good, your good teams there. I know the Cowboys rumors have been alive for like over a year now. So he just wants to win a bowl. Yeah, trade, yeah, trade means teams that are mm-hmm. Super Bowl contenders. That's that's literally what that entails. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I don't I don't know too much about you know what the the situation is. I know he wants more money. He's okay with holding out. Um, he's upset because he feels the team is dragging his dragging its feet. Um, so it sounds like the Jets don't want to pay him. Um, I know he's been a little bit dramatic about it. He's saying maybe it's time to move on. Mm. Um, but I, I do not think he's going to be suiting up for the Jets come the fall. I think he's going to be elsewhere. You know what? What really drives me nuts is look, I'm a Giants fan. I I don't hate the Jets. I, I root right. for the Jets because I know so many friends and I have so many family members that are Jets fans. And – like I, I I don't hate them, and I I actually like I I feel bad because like, <laughs> the, I and I I will stand by this. The Jets have been the worst drafting franchise I think ever, aside from maybe the <laughs> Cleveland Browns. They no matter who they pick, the Jets will have the third pick, the fourth pick, the second pick, whatever pick, and they will consistently draft just the wrong guy they, they had mm-hmm. Josh Allen in the palm of their hands in 20 in the 2019 draft. And they just so decided to go with what Quinn and Williams, because right. why the, the, according to them, <laughs> he was the best player there. And he had a miserable, miserable 2019 campaign. And just throughout all their drafts, they have consistently, not drafted the right guy. Jamal Adams is a safety. And I was texting my uncle today, who was a huge Jets fan, and he was like, safeties don't win Super Bowls. I don't care. The problem with that is he's not only the best player on that defense, he is their best player on the team, period. He is the heart and soul mm-hmm. of that team. He is the you know most important piece in that locker room and he is you know a jet through and through and he feels he wants more money and and i get it like sometimes i understand people are upset that you shouldn't have to pay a safety that much money shouldn't have to pay him x amount of dollars i get that and i get why people get upset about that but i feel like jamal adams is a complete difference maker when he comes into that defense the Jets defense was not bad last year you know they they Mm. lost they lost some key pieces at the beginning of the year you know but they weren't terrible aside from you know when they played the Bengals and Patriots they were pretty awful but the Jets defense you know with Jamal Adams was pretty 
like all right last year and they made yeah. some they made some decisions and they made some moves that made it a little bit better and Jamal Adams is that difference maker on that team and when you are the Jets and your best player comes to you and is like I want to have a con you know let's let's talk about contract extensions and you're like eh, no I understand the player's frustration but I also understand that the Jets don't really have to give him an extension right now. They have him for what? Th- two more years under his rookie contract. And then they could franchise tag him if they wanted to. They don't have to trade him. They could. They don't have to extend him. They And I, I do I agree with that? No. But I do see where the Jets might be coming from on that. And I kind of just, I, I, I wonder to myself, you know, like, what is their end goal? Like, Mm-hmm. what what exactly like if you drafted this guy in the first round you know like what 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 did you what did you expect to get out of that you know yeah I, and, and to me i just uh i i i i'm upset for my jet fan friends that uh <laughs> you know like they have jamal adams jerseys and you know they always tell me like jamal adams is a jet for life and then he comes out as like, I want to be traded to a Super Bowl contender. And I swear to Moses, if he is <laughs> traded to either the Eagles or the Cowboys, I'm oh, going God. to lose it because then I have to watch him strip the ball straight out of Daniel Jones's arms every, you know, twice every year. And I just oh, I would don't even lose me. my mind if I if that happens. <laughs> so, you know, the Jets um, just they drive me nuts. And this is exactly why they drive me nuts, because of <laughs> shit like this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's signed through 2021. Um, he made it clear he wants a new contract by the start of this year. Um, the reason why he's kind of pissed off about all of this, um, because the Jets have came out publicly and said they wanted to, quote unquote, make him a jet for life, but have really given no indication that they want to do that contract wise. Yes. Um, so he feels kind of betrayed. And I think that's why now he's like, well, if this isn't going to happen, like, get me out of here. And I'd rather go play for a contender. Um, So, yeah, the management kind of lured him into giving him this, like, untouchable feeling. And now they're just kind of, like, ignoring that. So I I do see his side of it. Um, But I guess, you know, we'll see what happens. And uh, if there's actually – I don't think the Jets have actually, like, granted him a trade request yet, I was Mm -hmm. hearing. Yeah, like he said it, but you know we'll we'll see what happens. I, I know the Jets can be a little bit incompetent at times, but uh, so the situation might get a little hairy. But you know we'll we'll see what uh you know what kind of comes along here. Totally understand. Um, all right, for both of you guys, I have a quick question: of all the teams that he does have listed, which I'm pretty sure it's what you said, the <laughs> Cowboys, the Eagles, the Ravens, um, the 49ers. The Chiefs, is there a team that I'm and the Texans, right? Um, yeah, we got and Seahawks and Seahawks of those yeah. teams. Which do you think is the most likely? <laughs> which do you think is the least likely? And which team would you prefer him to go to? <laughs> sure. So, I think the most likely is Dallas. As much as I would hate it, I think. <gasps> Just with all the rumors about that, you know, that have been going around with how they want him. They have, you know, they have a spot for him on that defense. And he, you know, he wants out of New York. I think that is the most likely. Mm -hmm. I don't want him to go there, though. Like you said, being a Giants fan, that would be miserable. He's a very good player. And we don't want uh, Daniel Jones to have to deal with that (laughs) twice a year. Um I I don't know. I could see I mean I'd have to look a little deeper at like rosters and you know who who has the like the um the cap space to have a big contract in there. Um I could see him going to I don't know, like I could see him going to the Ravens, the Chiefs, even like Niners or Seahawks, you know, those teams they have you know, they're they're big time contenders year in and year out, and you know, they're not afraid to add a big name and pay him. Um, especially the, like the Seahawks, if, you know, Clowney is not going to be back in there. Um, yeah, you can see a guy like, you know, Jamal Adams come in there and make a difference. 
So I would say Seattle would be probably the most like besides Dallas, probably the most realistic team that he would go to. And, you know, I would be okay with that. You don't see them too often. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of a toss up, but my, I feel like Dallas it's, it's, that's going to end up happening, but who knows, man. We'll see. Calzone. Yeah. With all the rumors going around, it's probably going to be the Cowboys, unfortunately. But I, I really think he could be like – I really see him. Like, I think he may go to the 49ers, try to get a back – or not the 49ers, the Chiefs get a back-to-back. They got the momentum going. I don't really yeah. – I don't, I don't really think there's, like, a team that's the least likely to, like, get him. But – Yeah, it's so early game. on now, too. Like, he just requested a trade. So, like, I feel like if this, like – kind of continues a little bit we might see like some teams start to emerge with interest um and vice versa so it's it's kind of hard to tell at this point but you know i could i could see any of those seven teams signing him yeah but like there's teams like that are obviously like they don't like they're good without him and probably yeah, like, oh, we don't we don't really want to pay that much money if, if our team that's true well like the chiefs you know they're gonna give Patrick Mahomes, like the biggest contract. Oh my god! Ever. <laughs> like figuratively, um, so who knows if they'll want to put someone else like that on the books? Um, but yeah, I mean, this happened. This article came out like four hours ago, so of probably course. just gonna. Yeah, we'll just have to see what ends up. If the Jets are even like, you know, what they'll do now, and you know, uh, with what team he's, it's gonna kind of stick out there. Of course. Um, so that is interesting um a couple more nfl pieces uh 49ers wide receiver debo samuel broke his foot today while working out i believe oh, um boy <laughs> said he's out 10 weeks um that would lead us pretty close to the start of the season if it starts on time um he i think he said he might you know he there's a good chance he could be ready or no he said i believe that he'll miss a couple of weeks but um definitely kind of a big a big blow for them not a huge blow for the 49ers no it's um but he does need surgery and we'll have to see how that goes but uh you know definitely not ideal for them um but uh yeah it says timetable for his return not yet known Mm -hmm. um probably a better idea when the team reports for camp in july um okay so adam Schefter's saying that he might be ready for week one oh that's the expectation at this point but still, you know, that's that's not great. He was kind of a breakout guy last year. Yeah, no, definitely not a not a fun thing <laughs> to see. Um Yeah, so we'll have to see how that goes with San Francisco, especially after last year. Um otherwise NFL news, Josh Gordon is trying to get reinstated for the fifth time, the I believe. Fifth time. <laughs> um so i mean he's he he plays well when he when he's playing um you know and that's not very often that he's playing but uh you know we just i guess wish him the best of luck with all of that and hopefully he kind of gets his shit together and gets back on the field permanently of course (laughs) um just not with the patriots no no dear god i think he was with seattle last right was he with seattle he was, he was. Um, I believe that was this last season, and then a uh, another suspension came out. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, oh, he was yeah, because the, the Patriots released him, and then he came. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Then he got claimed by the Seahawks, um, and that didn't last too too long, sadly. Um, but we'll see what happens with that as well. Um, college football. All right. I'm a all little learned. bit of news here. Um, so. Teams are starting to report back for the summer, especially in the uh, the South, Texas, I believe. Um, you know, a couple of Texas schools, and they are seeing a lot of COVID outbreaks. So that is not good. Um, and they're kind of shutting it down. So that's kind of making us a little bit nervous for what's going to happen this fall when it's time to actually start the season. Yeah. Um, but, you know... I think it was I, I don't know. I think it was uh 13 kids from Texas had covid. Yes. Yes. And then, Texas Longhorns. Um you said Houston before also 
had a couple students that had COVID. I know Alabama had four or five yeah, students that yeah. had COVID. Um, Texas, I confirmed here, Texas had 13 test positive, and that came out today. Um, I know Houston, you know, was it last week or a few days ago? Um, they, uh, let's see here. They actually paused their voluntary workouts because they had several people test positive. So it's kind of scary, um, in the terms of, you know, what's going to happen with the season. Cause you know, if, if this keeps happening all around the country and these guys can't work out and I'm obviously we're caring about their health too. You know, what's going to happen come the fall and, you know, when you have even bigger workouts and practices and training and everything. Yeah. Um, so it's it kind of sucks seeing this, but, you know, it's uh, I, I, I don't know. You know, we it's so unknown. Like, we don't know what's going to happen from here. Yeah, I think uh, two <laughs> Michigan football players today uh, had COVID or came out that it, it came out that they had covid which makes me sad uh-huh. because i'm a michigan fan and i would yeah <laughs> i want nothing more than just just to see look michigan come to that you know football field playing the big house if there's no fans there what i, I don't care i just want to see them yeah. come across and i want to hear that fight song i want to see those uniforms that's all i want to see that's all i want yeah and if i can't yeah, see that really uh, i'm gonna be a big sad boy all right it's <laughs> um yeah, it's it's kind of crazy thinking now, you know, a lot of athletic directors, presidents and whatnot were saying how, you know, they're we're going to have stand, we're going to have fans in the stands this fall. Um, that I, I don't think I don't I believe personally it. don't I, I don't see that happening, at least at first. Um, and, you know, maybe we'll get, a, you know, like smaller capacity, but, you know, it's still obviously not going to be the same. You know, college football, we're used to having hundred, not hundred, tens of thousands of people in the stands. Um, so, I mean, this is just like the new normal now. 100%. Calzone, <laughs> what, what's your college football team again? Notre Dame. No, oh God, ew, <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I don't really watch all, um, all that much, but I know my mom likes Notre Dame. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Fair At least enough. he's got a team. At least he's got a team. And one other tidbit here, Alabama and Ohio State scheduled a home and home for 2027 and 2028 um i'm gonna assume they're both still gonna probably be powerhouses come seven eight years from I, now. I would assume so well unless well nick saban is gonna be coming up on 80 around that time if he's be <laughs> is he really he'll be coming up on 80 i look anytime sec and big 10 are playing against one another i i love it i'm all in because mm-hmm. Look, I think Alabama and Ohio State are like two of some of the most dominant teams in college football. Oh, yeah. As much and as I always will be. despise both of them, I, I have to respect their, uh, their dominance in the game, their recruiting, you know, what they do. I think those regular season games, you know, are, you know, Hopefully they'll still both be powerhouses and absolutely be crushing the competition. Yeah, those will probably be two of the most exciting football games of that. You know, yeah, regular it's almost season. like a. Uh, it's like I mean that's like a potential college football playoff that, matchup, that's a playoff in matchup week or one or week two yeah. or whatever it's going to be. Um, but yeah, no, I I agree with you. Um. I believe someone tweeted, um, you know, like it'll be interesting to see who the coaches are at that. Yeah. Point. Um, Cause you never know. Ryan Dake, you never know. Yeah. Saban could retire. But I a hundred percent think they will still be powerhouses. And it, it's always nice when you see an sec team schedule a home and home, you know, um, especially with a big 10 team, you oh, don't yeah. see those teams from the South come up to the North. Too oh, often. no, you don't. Um, so this is kind of big. Um, you know, you see a lot of those games at neutral sites in like, you know, Texas or in, Mm -hmm. uh, um, you know, New Orleans or Miami or, you know, wherever the hell they play. Um, but yeah, home and home, especially with an SEC team, um, you know, and they, SEC is known, you know, obviously the, the conference itself, you know, you, you have a pretty tough schedule, but they're at a conference usually consists of either, you know, your FCS East West cupcake states, which are basically just scrimmages, 
or, you know, at the best, you have a neutral game with like a Pac-12 team or something like that. Oh, yeah. So it, it's good to see them like go in that direction of, hey, let's have these big, big time games in the regular season and do it at, you know, each other's home at stadiums. Each other's, exactly. I, you know, there's nothing more than I would love to see like a Michigan LSU or a, oh, yeah. a Penn State I believe Georgia. Oklahoma, Oklahoma and LSU actually scheduled one for around then too. Oh, really? Um, so yeah, it, it's, uh, you know, these, these, these big time programs, I guess, are, uh, you know, scheduling these big games. So that should be pretty awesome uh, in several years here. Hopefully we get to that point. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's really for college football. Um, you know, obviously not too much going on right now Mm -hmm. in that sense. Um, that's most of everything really going around sports right now. Um, Premier League kicked back Premier off. League. I know Bundesliga is still going. We need the Calzone uh, report on the Prem yes, League. Yes, yes. Chris, League. would you like to uh, would you like to to uh, give us some insight about so, the return of the EPL? Arsenal. So on Wednesday. All right, Arsenal. <laughs> I am very, very, very disappointed in how this turned out. <laughs> They, they, they lost, right? Yeah. they. Oh, man, did they lose. Three to zero. <laughs> Two goals were at the fault of our amazing 34-year-old center back, David Luiz. Ooh. Look, That's a big guy name. I can't defend a ball for his life. He, he just put two goals right in front of him on a silver platter. I'm mad. He also managed to get a red card that game. Oh, my God. How many um, games are left at this point? When are they playing until? They are playing until – hold on. It's July. like July. So there's one, two, three, four. About nine games left. Okay. So they're just trying to finish it out so Liverpool can get their first cup. Pretty much. <laughs> um. Uh, they, uh, and then we have we we have Champions League in basically all of August, so that should actually be pretty exciting. Oh, that I can't wait. No, but so the thing with the Man City Arsenal game, Kevin De Bruyne put on an absolute show. Pretty sure he had an assist or two and a goal. Um, there was some drama in the other game. Well, Austin Villa versus Sheffield United. Yeah, yeah. They uh, um, there was a controversial no goal. Was it? Yeah, it was no goal when oh, the goal uh, gotta love it. I think his name's Nyland. The goalkeeper for <laughs> what's it? Uh, Austin Villa. Like they, he got. He wasn't really pushed. He like fell into the goal with the ball still in his hand. It crossed the line, but the ref said it. Like the refs, uh, like they have uh like little watches that like the technology yeah. like says like if it's a goal or not. It didn't go off. That's the first time in like forever that's happened. <laughs> so technology failed us. Yeah, pretty much. But like every like view of like every view, it's clearly in. Like it, it Sheffield United is like like surprisingly a top six team right now. Like they just came fresh uh-huh. the championship league. And they're in the top six. Like they're push. Like they're actually pushing for the Champions League next year. Uh huh. And like having two extra points would have put them even above Man U. They would yeah. be top five. Don't you love it? First game back, and <laughs> we already got some controversy affecting the future. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and also like the whole Champions League thing. Um, I think Man City they had they they had a two year ban for for like I think. Some uh fi- fi- fan finance thing, and yeah, they they sent the appeal in. Uh, they're still waiting on that. But if it doesn't go through, it'll be the top. It'll be whoever's in fifth place will make it. So that puts like everyone like in the top like ten in the race. Now. Yeah, even yeah, Arsenal, it's gonna it's gonna be close for those last few like four. Champions League spots. And then uh, Euro, what is it? Um, Europa League. Is it the Euro League where a couple, you know, those top teams have a shot at it too? The Europa League or? Yeah. Euro- like, Europa, yeah. That'll be sixth and seventh place if the ban. Yeah, so that's going to be a close race too. Yeah, that's that exciting. That puts my second favorite team, the Wolves, right there. 
The Wolves, they're in the Europa League now, I think. They have yeah. a shot of winning it, but Inter Milan, I think, is too filthy. They got they signed a bunch of players. Uh huh. It's 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 gonna be good. Yeah, I was actually uh, just reading today. Chelsea signs. Um, oh yeah, uh, Warren Warner. Warner, yeah, from uh, Leipzig and uh, the Bundesliga. So that was uh, that was a pretty big signing for them. Chelsea's gonna be a scary team. They just gotta fix their back. Foot. Yeah. That they can win a, another championship. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I mean, that'll be interesting to see how that plays out this summer. We definitely got some soccer back. Hopefully we get some baseball back. Praying for that. Seems like we're to get some basketball. Um, hopefully we'll have a little more to talk about in terms of actual gameplay in the future. Um, otherwise, I mean, I think we pretty much hit on everything. Um, anyone else got anything else to, to, no. to speak about? I don't watch soccer, so everything you guys <laughs> just said in the last six or seven <laughs> minutes was completely alien to me. So I'm that's sorry, that's listeners. Well, <laughs> that's how I felt like college football is like, yeah, I'm just going to say. Yeah. Well, <laughs> by next week, Ryan will be an expert on soccer. So. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> come here, like, look, Manchester United, they deserve to be in the playoffs, all right? It's totally <laughs> full crap. Oh, my God. God. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Get mm-hmm. out of here. All right. Well, that I feel like pretty much wraps it up for our first episode here, uh, the inaugural episode. Um, So I guess we'll be back next week with hopefully some more sports talk. Um, Hopefully some more stuff kind of happens. Very weird time for us. (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, you know, thanks to everyone for listening to this. Um, and yeah, we'll be back next week, hopefully with some new guests too. Can't wait. All right. Peace out y'all. Take care, everybody.